Welcome to Green Wave Radio. Your episode starts now. Hi, my name is Jack Gerbeck, and you're listening to Green Wave Radio. The world has been grappling with COVID-19 for more than a year. Most places have been closed during this time. The Barton students have been fortunate to get back to school to get a sense of normalcy. Behind closed doors, there are a lot of factors that contribute to students being able to use Del Barton's facilities full-time. One of the most influential Del Barton members that has contributed to us students staying in school has been Miss McAuliffe. This episode will explore the many challenges that Del Barton's administration has faced to ensure that we stay in school, and how the Del Barton community has come together to positively contribute to a better tomorrow. Hi, my name is Deirdre McAuliffe. I'm the school nurse at Del Barton. Um, I've been here since full-time since the school year of 2018-19, but I've actually worked here part-time since 2011. What has your career as a nurse been like overall? Oh, I've loved being a nurse, actually. It will be 40 years um, this year, my 40-year reunion. Um, And I've worked many different jobs. I've worked in Boston and New York and in New Jersey. I've worked in ICUs, and I've worked in home care. I've done hospice and... uh, always swore I'd never be a school nurse, and here I am. And this leads into my next question. How did you get to Del Barton? So um, I actually became a school nurse quite by accident. I lived across the street from my my five kids, went to St. Patrick's Elementary School, and um, they needed a nurse one day. And um, so they knew I lived across the street, (laughs) and um, it was convenient. It worked for family life. And uh, I was helping Barbara Pereira, the previous nurse two days a week and when she decided to retire they offered me the job full-time. What is the thing that you thought about most concerning this year? Oh goodness I don't even know if we knew where to start Um, you know in March when school was closed down you know everybody thought it was going to be two or three weeks and then we'd open up again and so it's been constant change and constant new challenges this year. I think that We were concerned about opening schools safely, how classes would be able to be held if we were going to have to keep everybody six feet apart. How are we going to serve lunch? How are we going to make sure that people were distant in and out of various rooms and waiting in line and lots of, lots of details. Um, It was good we had meetings at least once or twice a week with all the administration. Everybody did their part um, trying to decipher what the governor wanted us to do and what we were allowed to do as a private school. What difficulties have you come across in working with the administration to ensure that we stay in person for the whole year? I really have to um, credit and laud Father Michael because he was totally committed to opening school in person. Unlike a lot of the other schools, as you know, we're not able to do that. So we did everything we could. We spent a whole day walking around every single room measuring six feet. And um, so I think that everybody did their part. I really, there was, there was no problems administration wise. There's just been problems with the virus rearing its ugly head all the time. And um, the hardest part for me in COVID has been having to give people bad news, quarantining them, telling them they couldn't come back to school, you know, telling coaches that somebody was positive on the team. And, um, you know, that's been, that's been very difficult. That's, and of all the jobs I've had in nursing, this has been, that's been one of my most difficult jobs this year has been doing that. How has COVID restructured the landscape of your job? It's much more difficult. And I, um, 
it's not hands-on nursing that I love. It's not, I have no students in my office. I am not take, everybody stays home when they're ill, which is what we ask them to do. But uh, it's, it's more phone calls and emails and support from a distance than it is in-person, in-person nursing, which is what I love, you know. And there's been much less of that this year. My office has been mostly empty. Uh, it's strange. Over the course of your career, what has been the most rewarding thing that you have done? I like taking care of other people. Um, you know, I always, when I was little, um, I always thought I'd be a, a, a nurse from the time I was five years old. I love science. I love, you know, and I like taking care of people. So, um, you know, there's always something different to do. I mean, I've worked so many different jobs and I'm always learning something new. I mean, every day I learn something that I didn't know, something medically, something about people's mental health, something. I, I just always learn something new. So I love being a nurse. I always encourage young women, you know, who are interested in nursing, how what a flexible career you can have for your life because I had five kids. I was still able to work um, and be a stay-at-home mom sort of most of the time and work per diem and work weekends and my husband and I were able to work it out. So it's been a very, it's been a good career for me, for my family. What has been the greatest challenge that you have overcome this year? <laughs> Those... uh the most difficult things have been those Saturday and Saturday night emails that I get that somebody's COVID positive. And then I have to set myself up on the dining room table to look at every single seating chart and see who sat around them in a circle and then do all those emails to parents. And then, of course, get the emails back from parents about, are you sure? Is this right? Really? 14 days? Oh, no. Some kids, this is the third time he's been contact traced. Like, that's been really very challenging, very hard, you know. And I hope I don't have to do it next year. This has been not a fun part of my job, for sure. What would you say is the best way that Del Barton has helped other communities deal with the pandemic? For example, through the blood drive. Well, I think that everybody here has done their part, you know, and uh, the parents have stepped up to offer services. We have a dad who's helped people here get vaccinated and, and, and in fact helped our families outside the Del Barton community get vaccinated. And I am on a group of uh, school nurses on an email thread, um, private school nurses. And so we all share our thoughts and some of the things that we do, they've decided to do. You know, I think we've all been working together to try and make things better. You know, I think that some of the things we've done this year might go on next year, you know. Those are some of the remote opportunities to include parents and back to school night and that maybe that parents who couldn't come because of distance or work other times, you know, there might be some things. We'll see. Could you walk us through the process of orchestrating the blood drive? Yeah. So I have inherited the blood drive from, this is our 39th blood drive. So I've inherited it from other people. And uh, the New York Blood Center does a lot of the the work on that day as far as setting it up. But there's a lot of promotion, a lot of uh, making sure that every piece is in place, housekeeping and uh, DM, the mothers doing their part, the boys on the committee doing their part. Um, a lot of little pieces and it all tends to fall into place that day, but it's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's a great thing we do as far as a blood drive goes. And last year we had an alum that set up blood drive locations. So we did it, we did it as a remote activity on, um, Instagram last year. And he actually got a, um, 
you got a big venue for boys, for especially for seniors who aren't going to see each other again to come, you know. So I think that the community here does a lot of outreach, a lot of wonderful outreach to the community, you know. Um, Wave for Life does, you know, very. I love the fact that tomorrow they're doing funerals for people who died of COVID-19 who had nobody to mourn them, you know, and that's a corporal work of mercy. So, you know, I think the, the lovely community here reaching out to other people. What has your experience been like working with the Morristown Health Department to ensure that we can stay in school? The Morris Township Board of Health, uh, public health nurses, my BFF now, like I, <laughs> we text each other on Sunday mornings, oh no, somebody's COVID positive. And um, I haven't yet met her face to face, but we uh, we communicate very regularly and I do admire public health nurses. Um, you know, they have a hard job um, giving people the rules and regs when they don't want to hear it, you know. And um, I've, I've admired, I, I've been volunteering at the, um, I've been volunteering since March for the OEM, the Office of Emergency Management, and I've been part of the Medical Reserve Corps in Morris County. So in March of 2020, we were doing a lot of, we were manning the phone calls of people who were calling, you know, COVID was new and nobody knew what to do or, you know, should they go to the doctor, should they be tested and all that stuff was new and and um, we were learning it as we went along. One of the guys, and now I'm volunteering up at the um, at the mega center giving vaccines. And they said it's. Um, I love the metaphor. It's building the plane while you're flying it. And that's certainly so interesting to see it happen. You know, being part of it happening. You know that we really didn't know how we were doing. They had a broad picture of how they were doing the vaccines, but you know, in actuality, this had to be changed, that had to be changed, we needed more chairs there, we needed another person there to direct this traffic, and it's just been very interesting to be part of it, and, um, you know, I think New Jersey's done a good job. Looking into the future, do you think that things will improve? Oh, I think next year will be better. Yes, next year will be better. I don't know if we'll come back in September with masks, but I'm hoping that, um, I'm hoping that, you know, a lot of our community has been vaccinated or had COVID. So we have, you know, we have over 25% of our, our student body has has antibodies. So um, that bodes well for not having to contact trace all the time. I'm really hoping that that doesn't happen, but we're still watching it unfold, trying to decide, are we going to strongly encourage everybody to be vaccinated? Probably, you know, um, especially the age groups that can, you know, 16 and up for Pfizer and 18 and up for the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccine. So, um, but we have to see also what the state says, you know, are they going to loosen the reins and let us make our own decisions? Because right now we're still under executive order from the governor as far as so many of the decisions that we must make. So I'd like to see us masklisk and back in class again, but we'll see how the virus unfolds. I think there's good things ahead in September. That was Miss McAuliffe, the Barton school nurse. As this hectic year comes to a close and vaccines begin to roll out across the country, the optimism for next year illuminates the tunnel of past uncertainty. I look forward to seeing you all in person for good. My name is Jack Gerbic. Thank you for listening. <laughs>